Today's chat is brought to you by the support of all our Twitch subscribers. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through the Twitch platform, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the website and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a subscriber of the FFC and gaining access to some exclusive features over in the Discord server, please be sure to visit our Twitch account and click on the subscribe button. If you're an Amazon Prime member, remember that you do have a free subscription to Twitch every month that can be used for this. And for those of you who are already subscribers, thank you again for your generosity. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on March 27th, 2020, over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat, as we continue our discussion over the weapons of Season of Dawn. This particular episode will serve as what we have come to call the advanced session of the week's exploration. Congratulations to those who signed up for a deeper dive. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who all we have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86 And this is... me. Green-eyed music lover. <laughs> I was about to say, did you just forget? <laughs> and this is me. I'm like, I'm I was, like, uh, like you guys, awesome. You ask, you ask if I have these like <laughs> titles and names that I've given myself off the top of my head. If Chat, you've ever wondered, Chats, Green, are yes, you okay? I am fine. <laughs> I have been in isolation for so many days. Fine. What? Fine. But definitely not least in the hot seat as guest goes. We have our good friend Gravemind. Grave, uh, how are you doing? Do you know who you are? Do you know where you are? Uh... No. <laughs> I need an adult. I am an adult. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm the Grave Mind, and I am the monument to a few more of your sins. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. I, I also, a few of your sins last time, now a few more. A few more? Yeah. There you go. There you That's go. I see, I'm still be growing. Oh, God. I'll this be going to gonna... my one these days. Oh my God! This is gonna this is gonna be a thing, isn't it? It's gonna be a thing. Oh, it's definitely well, gonna be a thing. As yeah. you can probably tell, Green and Grave are, are eager to continue the discussion, so uh, I'll let them get right into it. So, Grave Mind, how similar are the obelisks to actual Grave Mind? From never mind, I don't want to go there. I nope. really, actually, don't. I don't want to go there. Um, I don't like how you're. I don't like how you're assuming they have sentience. Uh. Because yeah. they, they totally do. Uh, because no. we, we set bounties from them. <laughs> uh, so, anyway. yeah, so last time on the show, we actually talked about a lot more of like the usefulness of the different time loss weapons and the roles with a, a smidge, a smidge, a spattering, a spattering of uh, the actual lore tied into it and some theories this time i actually want to kind of go through the reading of the different things and just get a better feel for the actual lore tied to these weapons specifically a lot of the weapons are their lore has been around for quite a while so it's not necessarily tied to the season per se but there are some newer ones that do have 
new entries for us to dive into. And so uh, the breakdown that I want to do for this, I would like for Blue to read at some point, but Blue is in the middle of the match. So I'm going to try to catch him in between matches when he's loading in. Uh, so let's have Grave, if you will read the first one for Breach Light, and we can do a little bit of discussion on that. And then we'll do... How many minutes do you have? I can't see your timer on your stream. Eight. Eight minutes. All right. So we're going to try. Blue is playing. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we're going to try. I like, I like how this... It's like... Right here. We're, we're fine. fine. <laughs> yeah. So... Go for it on Breach Light for me. Okay. The flavor text of Breach Light is It has been melted and reforged many times. The horror tab is as follows. I find it odd, the cycle we are in. I have died many times, reborn anew. The fight pulsing through my veins. Vex with your mind share must also notice sensation. Fighting to die. Dying of the fight. I wonder what they know that I do not. Did their calculations ever have no their point? We share this perpetual sequence in our account. That there is no common ground outside of our past. I die again. The anger rises. I fight back harder, wiping out the entire squadron with their units. More arrive. I die again, ready for my resurrection. Saint 14. So this one's nice because it's actually one of Saint's weapons in particular, one of the newer lore cards for the season, too. Um, a breach, if you guys remember from D1, the Cabal breached the Dreadnought by basically ramming their ship into it. So a breach is a break into an area, and breach light would be, this is kind of taken on an interpretation of the flavor text a little bit, is I'm thinking like a welding cutter that's cutting through like a door. So the breach light is the light that you see of that welder coming through a little bit. So that's a little bit of an interpretation on it. Uh, what are your guys' feelings on that? If you think I'm way off base or it's very possible that that could be it. No, I think that's uh, accurate. Yeah, I mean, or, I or at accurate. least along the lines of something. I think it's interesting that uh, so far, uh, uh, all of these weapons that we're talking about uh, are all modeled after parallel. So it kind of blends into how much we meant the Saint 14 when we first met him, gave him the purpose that mm-hmm. he modeled all these. Uh, other weapons after. Yeah. Saint, I, don't, I mean, this is just kind of a description of how he's going through his own things. It's just a very basic guardian description. I don't know if there's anything in the in the lore card itself besides that series of descriptions. It, it does offer a, his own philosophy regarding the Vex. Like, how we're not so different from them. 
that right. sense. And I think that ties into kind of green what you were talking about with the definition of breach, because mm-hmm. not only is breach like the actual breaking into a wall or it's actually a gap in a wall barrier defense um, that is usually made by an attack from an enemy. But it also another definition of breach is like a breach of contract, which is when you, right. you break or fail to observe a law agreement or code. Um, so I, I think that could be another kind of nod there um, to <clears throat> excuse me to what Saint's talking about is that he's looking for that breach, if you will. He's looking for the break in the. In the whole Vex. thing, mm-hmm. yeah, because like the Vex, the Vex form a wall, basically a mental wall with all their minds, the network, and so if he's looking to find a breach in that network, then you know that's well, what the light. He's looking could for a do. hole in the wall, right? And he's and if he doesn't find one, he's gonna punch. He's gonna make one. He's gonna punch it, mm-hmm. or headbutt it, or grab a goblin and wrap it around it, and then headbutt it. Well, that that too, or then pick up a pigeon. No, he won't hit it. And then let me pet it. I didn't say he'd you pick do not, it up. You do he, not. This is not like Bud. He's going to pet the pigeon. Was it? Was it gun not like Bud? <laughs> gun not like Bud. Uh, I, I love that. He, I love that he's saying as as your trial sniper. Speaking of that, we have Steel Feather Repeater Blue. Do you want to read this one yeah, since your so, match just ended? Yeah, Steel Feather. Steel Tiny. Feather actually, like, I really like the name of it too. Um, mm-hmm. The reading, the entry is there. Oh wait, hang on. Am I reading the right one? <clears throat> There's strength and delicate things. Yes, there is strength and delicate things. I feel the recoil of the weapon and loosen my grip. The more I fight it, the more it fights me. I choose to let it lead. It finds the milky cores and bursts them with a satisfying combustion, radiolorian fluid glinting in the light. It guides me as I support it. We work in tandem, a brilliant dance of destruction, leaving nothing but ruin in our wake. Nothing can stop this union. Saint 14. It's a very accurate description of what it's like to fly around. Yeah, I was about, I mean, yeah that's, that's really... Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, again, with, you know, green, like what you were talking about with the breach light, with the name Steel Feather, it's the combination of, like, um, a, something that is strong but delicate. There's strong, and, that, and that's the, you know, the flavor text, strength and delicacy. A feather right. is very delicate, but steel is not. And so if you have a steel feather, it's a delicate item, but that has strength to it. I mean, I, if it's a steel feather, it's still going to hurt if it hits you. It's well, probably going to hurt worse if it the, cuts you. Right. That's, but that's the point, too, right? I mean, it, right. what actually that reminds me of is like the, I think it's Assassin's Creed 3, where you actually get the throwing knives that the, are like feathers. The fletches. Yeah. Yeah. And they're actually designed to be, they kind of look like feathers. Um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's, you get that a lot with like, as you get more uh, advanced craftsmanship with it, within metalworking. You'll have a lot of times where your blades will have that kind of that filigree looking or filigree pattern to them. Uh, Damascus steel, for example, has the, yes, the, the kind of almost almost like oil on water type thing. It's folded. It's like mm-hmm. um, waves upon the sand kind of Correct. thing. Yeah, but I mean, but the but that's a very unique thing to Damascus steel. 
is right. that that particular it's almost like a wood grain to the metal um it's it's I, if you don't know what i'm talking about i really encourage you go look up damascus Super steel it pretty. is beautiful metal mm-hmm. it's also extremely durable and very very expensive to make um it's there's a reason that swords with damascus steel are very sought after yes katanas but, and all sorts of different mm-hmm. things yeah Okay, so uh, we talked about Black Scorpion back in the first episode for the introduction episode earlier this week, or if you're in the chat tonight earlier, about an hour and a half ago. The Black Scorpion does not have any lore entry, like a a typical one. It does have flavor tax, and it is mainly just I attack from the shadows, I never miss. Pretty... Pretty easy to say, considering like scorpions, how scorpions work, and yeah, it terrifying. Like philosophy of how vice, uh, like flavor, flavor attacks on vice weapons are. Like they're very, uh, they have a certain motif about the uh, poison animals. Yeah, this kind of that that green, that slight snake venom aspect yeah. to it for sure. All right, so Martyr's Retribution is the next one that we have that is from Mars that is the grenade launcher that has lore. And in Martyr's Retribution, it says, that which returns from the void will always seek revenge. Which, considering how many times I've been killed by this gun, is fairly accurate. Well, Um, it's also a martyr. Also that. So the actual text reads... There seems to be no end to them. No matter how many I destroy, there are always more. An infinite, ceaselessly multiplying array of circuits and fluid. New units replace their ruined predecessors, forming out of sapphire transmat clouds. They want me dead. They won't stop until I meet my demise. They perish. For all their vast knowledge, they seem to have one blind spot. They should know by now. I also want them dead. And I won't stop either. Saint-14. Saint-14, a titan, stubborn. Gonna keep hitting. Gonna keep popping a bubble. Going to keep going until they figure out how to get the Martyr Mind, if you guys remember. Martyr Mind was the one who actually killed, quote-unquote, Saint-14. It's also the one made specifically to kill saint Mm-hmm. And literally no one else. And so we have the Martyr's Retribution now. Surprise, surprise. I'm starting to get like a bigger picture of Saint uh, and his efforts to fight off the Vex uh, during his time in the Infinite Forest, like during all this. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to get like a bigger idea of what exactly he's been doing this and that's killing Vex, obviously. Well, he's been killing Vex, but he's also been, I don't know, with him, I think there's less of a grand plan as there is with, like, Osiris, right? Osiris has, he's, or at least he, Osiris acts like he has a plan, at least. I'm still not entirely sold that Osiris has a plan, (laughs) though. I think, well, I'm not going to comment on that. Um, We're going to get into that in a few weeks. Yeah, I think we'll talk about that with Trials and Tribulations especially. Um, mm-hmm. 
but with Martyr's Retribution, I find the name extremely imp- interesting because so like a martyr is someone who dies for you know their a cause belief or a cause right and if you look at the definition of retribution retribution is punishment inflicted on someone as vengeance for a wrong or criminal act so it's 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 revenge for the sake of justice um not just re- so like there's a difference between revenge and retribution in the sense that revenge is usually not um it's not necessarily described with a moral undertone. Retribution is a moral response to a, a action taken that was incorrect, I guess would be the simplest way. So, mm-hmm. but if you have a martyr's retribution, I'm curious, do you think that means that it's the, cause, cause the martyr's dead, right? Right. Well, the martyr is a guardian. So the martyr is not dead. Well, but I mean, I, well, I guess that's true. Yeah. I was thinking, I was just thinking like in the, just the general combination of those two terms. Right. And I, I, can a guardian be a martyr? Yes. The guardian can still die for a cause and Saint in particular can be a martyr. Saint was a martyr for so stinking long. Um, until we obviously saved him from the corridors of time, which is, which Again, begs the question of if you save a martyr from death, is it still a martyr? I mean, he was. Or, or do you become a martyr saving person? I think it really depends on whether or not the including of being dead is it necessary is, for the aspect of martyr. I mean, whether or not, I mean, you can still be a. I don't know. You can act like a martyr and be alive. That's correct. not like you can't. That is that is true. There there is that there is a statement. You know. Or a, a phrase about that, but mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, I guess my my point, kind of sort sort of tongue in cheek point there is like, if you prevent the person from dying for the cause, I, I'm not Are saying they an that actually it's actually a martyr. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what you would. They're still defending a cause. Like I'm not saying that. Uh, it just makes me th- wonder when you say martyrs retribution. I mean, a martyr is someone. To, if a guardian would be a martyr to kind of go down the path of this logic, it would be right. the person who actually returned to light. It would, it would be a true death because they, they usually the reason why is because a martyr believes so strongly in that particular cause or their particular faith that they are willing to pay the ultimate price for that. You right. Know, they, which is accurate for really saint, I think more than anybody because Saint, I would agree with that. Yeah, because Saint was actually until we intervened, Saint mm-hmm. actually did pay the fu- the full price, right? Which Yay, then, that, then goes back to my headaching philosophy question: yeah, of if you if you negate it's the wibbly death, wobbly timey wimey, totally is because to me that's the first thing that comes to mind is like if you if you save the martyr from death over the cause, does that lessen? His, his nobleness by doing it? No. No takesy backsies. <laughs> <laughs> you may continue, Green. You win this you win this argument. Uh, oh, Grave, uh, you're up. Let's move on to line in the oh, sand. Oh boy. Oh oh man, oh god. Uh, anyway. The flavor text for a line in the sand 
is No Farmer. The War tab reads as follows. The Vex are oppressive. Minotaurs fall over themselves to get the jump on me. I've exhausted my options. I need to use the distance to my advantage. Peer out over the rock's edge. They seem to have lost me in the scuffle. Gentle hum begins, and I feel my weapon charging begins. I take out two of the first shot, another two of the next. They scatter now, confused and irate. They seek me out desperately. All I can offer is another barrage that depletes their numbers and creates more scrap. The last two couldn't get within ten meters of me. It's a small victory, and I am alone once more. It helps to set boundaries. Say for Does he have a role of ricochet rounds? Like, what? When your fusion pierces multiple targets? Actually, a lot of them will do that. Um, if you line people, go into a private match, take a bunch of friends, and line them up. And then headshot the one in the front and just have them all in line. You will actually over penetrate and kill multiple targets at the same shot. You can do that with. You can do that with certain bows. You can do it with certain fusion rifles too. I know you can do a super simulant, but I didn't know other ones. Oh yeah, Um, I'm trying to remember the one that we used to use. Arbalist will do it too. Um, Really, Arbalist? I think so. Trying to remember if they've if they nerfed it and whatnot, but yeah, you can actually over penetrate targets and continue through. I believe up to like six. It just really depends on the, the weapon strength and how far away you are. But yeah, this is actually a real thing you can do in game. High impact fusions will. Thank you, Pins. I did not know that. Yeah. So interesting to know that he that Saint fourteen uses. A fusion? I don't know. I I always yeah, thought of him. Well, yeah, and remember too. Remember too from like the original Saint fourteen card. He has a vex weaponry. <laughs> he 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 tells Geppetto <laughs> to ready his vex weaponry or his vex <laughs> arsenal or something. Like I mean, right? But hold on, hold on. Infested potato. Sleeper will kill the enemy in front of you and kill the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, it's true. <laughs> oh, sleeper. Uh, uh, Bank shots. I really, I still want to see somebody, this is, if you are a listener and you are fun, like, like to do bank shots and stuff like that, I want to see a listener bank shot sleeper through a hallway on any PVP map and hit three different people that way. Like, it has to bank off of multiple walls and hit three people. Make this clip happen. Have you ever played the sleeper roulette where you, uh, you, you is it like is it like battleships? And, uh, oh, oh no! Because that's a uh, fun sleeper, one to play. Sleeper roulette is when you get uh, you, you get a bunch of people inside War of Dawn, and they all have sleeper simulant, and they shoot. Oh the, uh, god! Uh, they no. shoot the shield inside War of Dawn. That's that's and and the, and the 
not does it, it ricochet. Does it work with hard light too? I want to see hard light do this. Uh, yes, it does work. Ooh, that would be interesting. Yeah, pretty much any gun will ricochet rounds, but sleeper safety one is the fun. That's funny. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, so okay, so th- is there anything from this card in particular that we learn? about Saint or about the his battle against the Vex because I'm it's more lamenting more about what's going on. It's it's more uh I feel like it's more of a it's just a like a general skirmish that he was like a like a small skirmish. And we don't really see a, a whole lot. When we think of Saint 14 we think of we think of him in these big bells like Twilight Gap and you know, and his efforts to bring down the uh, different houses. But uh, in these small skirmishes, we really see, we really associate him and him using one of your fusion to take out this small group of X kind of makes sense. I do yes. find it interesting that Saint is sitting in here and he's not only is he just dis- there's descriptions of what's going on but he's also commentating on it yeah it helps to set boundaries just it helps to set boundaries i'm just i just want him to draw a line in the sand and then like a little line in the sand mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and then like a back like steps over and he passes yeah. then steps forward 100% now, all I can think of is Saint-14 in the Alamo. I mean, you don't want to forget. Mm-mm. No, you do not. No. The weapon chart. Because... Never mind. Phrasing. Yep. Help, help, help. Okay, so I'm going to take the next one because Blue's mid-match. All right, so I'm going to take Patron of Lost Causes, which is a scout rifle. And I'm excited to hear Blue's thoughts on this one after we get through it. So, the flavor text says, there is a rough engraving on its side, quote, in in memoriam, end quote. My name is Saint-14. The speaker was my father. Guardians do not have true fathers. Some might say guardians do not have true family. We are born with no one but our ghost, and we find our way to something more. I was lucky to find my way to a family. A family I chose for myself. I was drawn to the speaker because of the vision he had for the city. He helped me understand that we fight not for the sake of fighting, but for the sake of the people. He taught me to imagine a day where we might put down our weapons, and that reaching that day would be our greatest victory yet. I have worked for that day all my life. The speaker was a leader in this city. He was here at its formation. He helped establish the consensus. Most importantly, he was a figure that people could recognize and trust. Because of him, that is what I aspire to be as well. A familiar face who reminds people that they are safe, that they are taken care of. It is painful for me, and for all of us, that we could not be there during the speaker's last moments. As guardians, it is the nature of our long lives that we see many people die. We hope that through our service, we can give them peaceful death. At the very least, we know that the speaker died bravely. We know that he died with the city, the people, and the traveler in his mind. 
We know that his last moments were a testament to everything the city stands for, bravery in the face of adversity, and dedication to our principles when faced with those who would do us harm. We cannot reclaim what we have lost. There will always be a void that the speaker once filled. We cannot replace him. But I hope someday we may find someone to continue his work. Father, I will miss you. I am sorry for the times that I failed you. I have been given a second chance, and I will use it to live up to the ideals you thought you saw in me. I will not let you down. Thank you. Eulogy for the Speaker of the Last City, given by St. Fourteen, on the day of the Speaker's memorial service. First thing, I'm glad they did a memorial service for him. That's kind of nice to hear. Second of all, uh, he, he uh, was the memorial service given, like, well after he died? Because yeah, because Saint wasn't back. Yeah, because Saint wasn't back. Well, I, if you uh, remember, too, Saint had a vigil as well. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if you think about it, they literally, I don't know if they did a secondary memorial mm-hmm. or Saint was the one who organized the memorial. It could have been. I, I was actually kind of thinking that it was the latter. Mm-hmm. Because Saint would be the one who would want to, at least. He, yeah. And and honestly, Saint would, it, I, I think that it's not that the others wouldn't want to, but Saint would have the tenacity to actually be like no we are doing this and he doesn't have he doesn't have um any he's not a vanguard leader he doesn't yeah he doesn't have any political points that he has to worry about anymore Mm -hmm. well i don't think he ever did or or, sorry yeah yeah yeah. i I see what you're (sighs) saying yeah i mean even when he was the one day that he was a vanguard commander he didn't even care about political points because that's why Osiris was made commander is because St. 14 was like, I don't care. You care about the city. And he Mm -hmm. just basically was like, no, this is the person who's going to get it done. So, I mean, that's, that's not, I would say, I would argue that it's not an uncommon um, approach that St. would take to to just do what he thinks is right, which I mean, I mean, that's, part of his charm in a way too is if he thinks that it's right he he goes and he does it it Um, is nice that we get a confirmation that what in the world like how his relationship with the speaker actually developed in some ways and like we know the history of the his uh the speaker was present when geppetto found saint Right, and we know that now, but back in D one, we had no idea about oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yes, yeah, yeah. So and, we got this is this is the second card that actually talks, or second entry that talks about their relationship that clarifies their relationship. Yes, and just so I, I, I'm I'm clear on this, Geppetto is Saint's ghost. ghost. Correct. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, Which is amusing as all get out. She also refers, yeah. She also refers to all guardians as brother or sister. She, I don't know. She reminds me of a um, sister. Blue, you know what I'm talking about as Mm -hmm. far as like sisters go. Yeah, she personality wise. I would also argue that she is probably where Saint gets the like saint always has like that heavy religious overtones to the way he speaks mm-hmm. 
I think Geppetto is a large part of that. Um, I think that because of the way Geppetto addresses everybody and because of the way Geppetto speaks to people, um, and then combine that with Saint's, you know, very do good attitude and, and his upstanding attitude. Um, right. I do also find the name just, you know, I can't let this go. The, the patron the pa- saint, of, the patron lost saint of lost causes. Um, that is actually Jude, the apostle and the Catholic faith. Uh, so it's, uh, and, and the fun, the, the thing that makes me smile about that is that St. Jude, um, his attribute is a club. <laughs> so, <laughs> which fits so well with saint (laughs) which is also something i mean if i don't know he was blunt he was extremely blunt is the thing is like um, but the thing i find interesting as far as like not necessarily taking the catholic route but just the idea of what a patron saint is and how things saints get named Granted, in our world, it's a little different as far as like the church establishing it, right? But mm-hmm. in here, the patron saint of a lost cause, if the speaker is the patron saint of a lost cause, what's the lost cause and why is it lost? Like, why is this continuing to be lost? Um, is it just a commentary on the fact that our vanguard has kind of lost their way and doing what they were supposed to be doing, according to the speaker? I don't, I don't know. Does this well, card? Am no, I reading because, too far into the naming no, conventions? No, of I don't this think card? you are. Because remember our first encounter with Saint in the timeline, he viewed right. the city as a lost cause. He was giving up. He gave up uh, on the city. Gotcha. We, were the we were the ones. Who, we were the ones that broke the timeline because gotcha. Ghost showed him the hologram of the city in our time, and he, and Ghost Ghost basically was like, "You make your choice, but this is the city that we come from. That you are, you know." that you helped build. And so, and that's why, you know, after that whole kind of development in the story, I kind of had a moment where I'm like, you know, Saint always gets this thing about, Oh, he has so much, he's, you know, he's so faithful and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no Saint was unforgivably optimistic because he knew. We cheated. He cheated and told him. Air quote. Yeah. Air quote. It wasn't faith. It was, it was knowledge. He knew what was going to happen. Now, and I do goes, think you still have to have a certain amount of faith to right. continue I was going to say, that it. goes back to my infuriating question about the martyr. If you take away the martyr's death, does it still, is it still worth, like, you know, is that still, same thing. If you take a, if you show a believer, you know, what they believe in is true, does, does that negate their faith? I don't, I mean, I would argue it doesn't. But, you know, Saint operated in this, in this realm of, not just faith he knew what was going to happen and so when he says that he's the patron of lost causes you know i kind of read that as that's a that's a nod to his doubting moment because because of that whole scene where we came in and we were and i mean he was he was furious he he had the huge like there was the huge comment about you know he'd watched dregs eat children and like he's he's lost his i mean he lost his hope Oh yeah, and, and despair. And then, right, yeah, and and at that part, you know, and and he even says that he says I have been given a second chance, and I will use it to live up to the ideals you thought you saw in me. You know, and I I I really do like this 
this particular it's card. interesting how he um allow is allowed to see his own faults and recognizes it through it I think the the other nice thing, and I know everyone kind of chuckles at it, but I think the other nice thing is, especially with the card that um, we have with Eva, he's such a nice young man. Um, mm-hmm. You see, I think I think Saint actually exists, or he actually does have a degree of legitimate humility. Oh like, yeah, I think he is an a absolutely hum- humble person, but I right. think. I don't think that's necessarily who he's always been. He may have been more headstrong prior to <laughs> our guardian showing him the way or whatever. Like, he- Yeah, I mean, like, we, we do get, like, the, the clips of him talking with Osiris at the city and stuff. And he does seem... I mean... He seems more um, deliberate. For also, he, he's not He's not comic, a rush. Just saying... Right. Well, like, yeah, yeah. Saint and Osiris the, the, the talking argument. via fight. <laughs> He's a titan. I of mean, course, of course, that's, things get destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like no, how Osiris yeah. goes with it. Right. Oh, yeah. No, was, I mean, to a degree that I, I think that I don't think that was exclusive to titans. I mean, no. when you when you have immortality, you know, death, death means something different. It, 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 it only means you're It's like a handshake, out. right? Yep. Yeah, it's how, I mean, if you look at... It's how you, you say know, hello. If you look at the hive, they do the similar like, things. Hello, Swan, Swan's head. It's like, hello, no, I, I really, head. I really do like, I mean, I, do, I, I like what you said, too, is that we get a confirmation that not only did they have a memorial for the speaker, but that Saint was a lot. It was Saint was able to experience that. He was able to, you know, yeah. it's a very human thing, but he was able to have closure on that relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's that's very important because if he hadn't known about the Red Wall, uh, that the speaker had died, mm-hmm. was going to tell him in the first place. Like he needed to know, right? Yeah. So here's something I want to know from your guys' perspective. We talked about in the card that Saint Saint talks as if he knows exactly what happened at Speaker's death in some ways. Um, in so much as he was uh, he went out the way he did. Let's see here. Speaker's last moments. At the very least, we know that the Speaker braved Diley. Bravely. Died, died bravely. Died bravely. Yep. He died with the city, the people, and the traveler in his mind. Like, that is an assumption, but mm. it's interesting that Saint has that much faith in the speaker. With as much faith as the speaker had in him, he also had that much faith back in the speaker, even though we learn kind of in that, uh, oh, what was the book with the speaker book? Confessions? Mm-hmm. Constellations. That, constellations. Thank you. That there are some doubts that the speakers have, not necessarily oh, yeah. doubt, doubtless or anything like that, that there is a curve to their endless enthusiasm, I guess, if you call it that. But, Blue, I know you are in mid-map again. Do you want I Grave or I to read yeah, it? Or? I can do, uh, what is this? Uh, Traveler's Judgment? Yeah. Or, or I guess Traveler's... it's Jack Queen. Jack Queen. It's King, Jack right? Queen. Okay. Um, so this one 
If you notice the weapons that have lore, they're either Saint-14 weapons or Osiris weapons. Just... Side note. So this one is one of the Osiris weapons from Curse of Osiris. Uh, mm-hmm. says, An army meets and stands and falls. Three nobles wage their hopeless war. In shifting madness, evil crawls. One stands above the battle's roar. From the Journals of Ikora Ray. When I studied with Osiris, he would often tell me, I see failure in your future. No matter how hard I worked, no matter how strong I became, always, I see failure. Now, I think now, what he saw was Io. When I lost my light and retreated from a ruined city, when I arrived on Io to only find silence, or to find only silence, I too thought I had failed. Even after Gaul's defeat and the Traveler's waking, I told my friends I thought the Traveler had tested me and that I had failed its test. Now I'm not so sure. Perhaps what Osiris saw for me, what I experienced on Io, was simply that I needed help. That most human of conditions. I needed to be in a fire team and to be a fire team for others in turn. How like Osiris to see that and name it failure. I won't make that mistake again. I, I, this is... Whatever your feelings about a Curse of Osiris DLC was, I really actually like the lore entries for the entire um, weapons. Weapons, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. mostly because a we get like this really cool poem that's going on throughout all of them. <clears throat> the and prophecies, then, yeah. Oh, like because I think it's what Jack Queen King is the third one, and then there's mm-hmm. like I can't remember what the other ones are, but there's ten of them basically. And each right. one has two lines. And so I just, I really, and they're all really, really fun to say. Um, but I also really like how she is, you can literally see the growth of her character in this mm-hmm. entry. Mm-hmm. How she takes something that she had always perceived as a negative and as a, an attack on her person. And then she, she, you know, experiences what she experienced on IO, uh, which was when she kind of lost her hope. And then she, she turns it, you know, regardless of what Osiris actually did mean, because we still don't know what Osiris meant, but this is her interpretation. And she changes that interpretation. She changes her perception of what was said to make it into a positive thing for her, mm-hmm. you know? And again, I would reiterate, we don't know that that's what Osiris, I mean, Osiris, could have seen something completely different but right, for but her her interpretation is just I, I really like when the entries play on giving the characters you know that ability to take up their world in a way that gives them power over something that you know they didn't originally have power over it's the it's a crucible of a different type Yes. Crucible of their own emotions and Correct. their own um, steadfastness, I guess, would be a way to put yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's well. I mean, in a philosophical sense, it's a, it's a phenomenological uh, process that you basically you take information in and you interpret it in a way, mm-hmm. and then you can because you are the the what's referred to in that in phenomenology as a co-creator of that reality. That also translates into it's not a passive like you're not a passive observer. You are an active participant and a co co creator 
of that reality. And this mm-hmm. is this is exactly what's happening in this entry is is Ikora is is growing to understand that she is not just she she doesn't just it doesn't just act on her. She has a right. voice of her own. She has the ability to make her world what she needs it to be to allow her to exist in it. And I, I just I really like that because you see again, you see that growth in her character. I think a lot of these entries are kind of pointing that direction about mm-hmm. growth in characters. Um, Gallant Charge, the fusion rifle. Grave, you want to jump on this one? Uh, sure, sure. <clears throat> the flavor text for Gallant Charge reads, There's a brief moment before the clash. Now, that lives between fear and certainty. Push through. The lore tab reads as follows. How did they find me? Three direction I turn. There they are. Beady, phosphorescent red eyes of the hobgoblins fill the darkness around. I look for cover. But more infernal machines suffer in, blocking my path. I'm outnumbered. As my luck has run out, they inch closer in pairs. Two by two, they prepare to separate me. There's still more to do, for heads to break. My weapon charges. Then, I move. I get a very... I don't know if you guys read... Uh, if you guys read The Dark Knight Returns, the, uh, the graphic novel. Uh, Batman has a very similar, like, inner monologue kind of thing, uh, and, and that he's more concerned about uh, the fight as a well. uh, one of my favorites is, like, there's seven different defenses from the position, three of them disarm, three of them kill, mm-hmm. the other hurts. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty common and, in the Batman novels, too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a very similar kind of uh, inner monologue kind of thing. Like, I'm thinking of this as like a graphic or something from a comic. Uh, Gallant, the, the war tab from Gallant Charge would definitely be a, a good sort of uh, descriptor of what he's doing on, on a page. It's a very action-oriented I really like this flavor text um, because it has a double meaning for like the name of the weapon versus the flavor text, right? So the gallant charge, a gallant charge is like a heroic charge, right? It's a charge that you take against uh, terrible odds. The flavor text, there is a brief moment before the clash that lives between fear and certainty push through. It's the it's the charge through that, yes. But there's also a charging, as in like a fusion rifle charge, where you you pull together that energy and you pull together that stick to itness and you push through that way. So there's an actual charge of gathering together before you actually move through as well. And you see that in here as in this actual entry where he takes a breath. I breathe in. My weapon charges, I breathe in, I move. It's that, okay, that intake of breath right before making you get ready to go. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's like going into any battle. It's funny because I um I play a like we were talking about in the last episode, I play a lot of Crucible and there are moments where I will hear my teammates take a breath before they charge into a roam. Like they mm-hmm. take an audible and take a breath because there's that, okay, bracing myself, be ready, be ready to go. So you get that double meaning there with that, which is kind of nice. Um, funny side note. I think that St. 14 would be a more truthful storyteller about his exploits versus Shaq's. <laughs> Just saying. Like, Shaq's, I, f- I feel, would be like that boasting, like, I took on three women at the same time. Well, do and we not all, remember, I mean, do you not recall that that, that difference of storytelling was the, the source of was the source of yeah. Shaq's being <laughs> not believing? You didn't die once? Also, you have Shaq's and Saint's conversation at the end of Devil's Ruin mission where Shaq oh ends up having to sing. Like, freaking right. hilarious. Saint, way better uh, storyteller. Uh, I, I, I had no idea that we uh, listened to that previous episode you two did where I'm a uh, the the tune Shax is singing mm-hmm. is actually the main theme to Shadow. Uh huh. It is. I can't unhear it. I'm sorry. I <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Also, I can't unhear it. Fun fact: I've heard multiple Titans sing it. <laughs> <laughs> that it is does mainly Titans. Not surprise me. Oh, it's their theme song now. It is, and uh, a cheese Titan in particular. Isn't the anthem oh. a rallying cry? Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. So we have one more weapon to go through as far as lore goes, and this is another Osiris weapon. This is Infinite Paths Eight, the pulse rifle. There are a few other weapons I want to pull into this. I don't have in the show notes here in a second, but this one I want to go through first. And this is one of the weapons that Blue was talking about earlier that has that very poetic. Um, if you want to call them prophecies, if you want to call mm-hmm. it uh, Osiris's journal, dear diary, whatever. Osiris writes diary entries like Shakespeare writes diary entries. Dear diary, they sowed the first. They sowed the first, now reap the last. Forever narrows to a line where light will fade into the past when all's converted, nothing shines. From the writings of Brother Vance. Oh! Guess what? <laughs> Brother Vance wrote that. <laughs> Dear Diary, uh, I miss oh, no, Osiris. No, 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 no. The flavor Dear text Diary Osiris wrote. Me. The, the, flavor, the flavor text uh, is flavor Osiris text is, from the writings of Brother I, Vance is the, is the, the below. Okay. Uh, okay. Just, ugh. Brother oh, Vance. Anyone, here, we here we go. You ready? <clears throat> Anyone can see that if they just truly look, Osiris preserve us. I am blind and I recognize the signs of his lost prophecies coming to bear. But none of us, not even his most faithful, have seen the things Osiris has seen. We in the lighthouse follow a man haunted by visions of apocalypse, yet doesn't turn away. Osiris doesn't close his eyes. He doesn't even blink. He put aside his vanguard duties, his students, his very life to bear this curse. And why? 
because it is the only way to become strong enough to save you from the enemy. You and the city who condemn Osiris, who cast him out and curse his name, do you not understand that the prophecies are curse enough? <laughs> oh, Brother Vance. I cannot wait. I cannot wait till we do the trials and tribulations. Because uh, Vance has actually got some some weight behind what he does. He does, but he's still kind of a. He's just a. He's easy to make fun of. He is yeah. easy to make fun of. I will. I will concede that. But I think that a lot of people dismiss him because of that. And I think that's a was mistake. He, was he this easy to make fun of when we first met him in D one? No, because no. we didn't have much. We didn't have much on him. I mean, it, also it's, the it's hard. tone right. changed. Well, because a lot of people, a lot of people had opinions about where he was coming from that mm-hmm. turned out to not be true. So I think there's a lot of misguided frustration at that too. Because I remember, uh, I remember when that I remember when that first got revealed. A lot of people were really upset about that, and it's like right. hey, that was never specified. That was all assumption. Uh, Buru pointed out in chat, and I tend to agree with mm-hmm. him that the title of the expansion, Curse of Osiris, actually is called out in this card. I would agree with that, and because you have the curse of the prophecies in his mind type thing that's called out multiple times. Um, I find that this one, this card, this entry, this weapon seems, there's not really a pattern with the weapons that they chose, but in some ways there are because you have the Osiris weapons versus the Saint 14 weapons. And this one in particular is the, the one that kind of stands out as the oddball because the other ones are all about the overcoming of things. And in some ways, Vance, I don't know, Vance just seems to be trying to defend Osiris over and over and over again, which is typical Vance, but... Right, but I don't want to spoil Trials and Tribulations, yeah. but that is very interesting given what is in Trials and Tribulations. Right. That he is, that he is such, even now, such an adamant defender of Osiris. It, like, given given the ending of Trials and Tribulations, that is an experience explicitly or yeah it's it's a very very interesting turn for vance mm-hmm. all right blue i have one card i want you to read before you do okay what's up this one the end of the story well the end of one story the beginning okay. of the other <clears throat> so this is for perfect paradox Flavor text is a tale that's different from the rest. The thread unfurls against the clocks. The one the speaker loved the best must have a perfect paradox. I never found Osiris, but I've killed enough Vex to end a war, and they in turn struck a fatal blow. They completed a mind with the sole function to drain the light from me. It worked very well. Don't worry, not that you worry much. It took them centuries to build, keyed to the unique frequency of my light and I sit atop its shattered husk. I mourn that I will never reach the heights you have. To me, you represent everything a guardian can become. Yours is a thriving city, so different from mine. 
My whole 14th life, I fought to make my city yours. I never finished. All I have left is this weapon. The Cryptarchs say you crafted it yourself, built it out of scraps and light and sheer will inside the Infinite Forge. I'll make sure it finds its way back to you. When you gave it to me, I swore I would make it my duty to follow your example. I'm still trying. Saint-14. Okay. So. I love this card. I love this card, too. I like it, too. It's great. But this card, I mean, it is a paradox card. It is absolutely continuing to be a paradox because we forge it back in Curse of Osiris slash get it from Saint-14, but also give it back to Saint-14 last season during Season of Dawn. Which we have to reforge it even if we still had it. Right. Small bone to pick. Small (laughs) bone to pick with that. I literally, I literally... Um, brought it back from my collections. Right. That's what I was like. I'm like, oh, I still have this. I have this. Wait, what? Like, I have to go retrieve it? Like, ah. Uh, no, like, it all, it all, seriously, though, like, I, I understand why, but it was one of those, like, yeah. eye rolls of, like, oh, god, game yeah. mechanics. <laughs> yeah. Right. Things. It is kind of nice to see the moment, though, that they talk about in this card. Yes. I, I, well, and we get to see a couple different moments, too. Right. We see the moment where we hand him the weapon because mm-hmm. we're actually participating in that, which I found that was my favorite yeah. of all of Season of Dawn was that mission. I oh, played that mission multiple times as with as many people as I could convince to go in there with me um, who had <laughs> not run it because it, it was a one time mission, by the way. Yeah. Oh, one time character, too. Mm hmm. Yeah, so you could not go back and do it again, but you could if you had somebody who hadn't finished who it hadn't yet. Finished it yet. Or, yeah. or if you had a character that didn't uh, do it yet, because yeah. it was one time per character. So yeah, I I I loved that mission. It was a lot of fun. It, it kind of set the tone for the season. I thought really well, but you get that moment of us handing him the gun and basically reestablishing his faith in guardians, right? That's the whole point of that one. Yeah, and he becomes the patron saint of lost causes. And then he becomes kind of the legend that mm-hmm. we follow in some ways who somehow followed us. It was we're just the dog chasing its own tail at this point, right? Yeah, it's it's I mean, it it it's it's a yeah. This is why I hate I, I, time travel. Mhm. I think uh, if you want to get really meta about this, Saint Fourteen kind of presents Bungie in a way, and how we look up the saints is kind of like how we, the players, look at Bungie in, in a certain way. And the saint has this whole thing about how we inspired him. In a similar way, uh, we inspire Bungie. It's true. It's true, I, true. I, I don't know. It's kind of a weird uh, parallel. I kind of no, but I mean, it's. I mean, it's mind. it's an accurate. It's an accurate thing because I mean, and you can make that argument with any community 
I mean, any community, really, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I, I think that's I think that's a fair thing. And it, I think that also really does a service to explain the sense that in game a lot of or the Guardian would probably have towards Saint-14 upon the revelation of what we learned was like, you know, this this thing and even ghost kind of voiced it too he's like you know this is saint 14 like this is you know this is the saint 14 um you know you see that with eva as well and again it was it was just that thing where it was the real is that you know never meet your heroes kind of thing it's like well not only did we meet our hero no we found out that we inspired our hero to become our hero you know it's it's that Oh, you're you're the hero of the city because of something we did, not something mm-hmm. you know. And and I think that's that's something there as well. It is a nice thing. Um, I did not put in any of the exotic quest weapons because we had Devil's Ruin, we had Symmetry, we had there was one more. Bastion. Bastion. Oh gosh, I am Everyone so seems- not liking that gun right now. Everyone seeps on Bastion, but everybody's using Bastion. Yep. Yeah, yeah I think it, it's, it's like a scrub. Bastion, Symmetry, and Devil's Ruin, technically in season mm-hmm. nine. Right, and Devil's Ruin was a really fun quest. Uh, a lot of people gave Bungie grief for that one. I actually kind of enjoyed the laid back quest. Yeah, I, yeah, I liked it too. I, I, I felt that it was missing a a step like if we had like an additional step where we had to maybe complete a few strikes maybe do a few magic crystal or amber or something then maybe like leading up to it maybe um i'd be better with it but uh, i'm quite a boy god plus devil's ruin is a pretty neat sidearm right as far as lore tie-ins to that here's my question slash um theory going into it we had two weapons devil's ruin makes sense that is literally a sidearm fallen type thing saint 14 was known to be the guy who went after all the fallen he took out lots and lots and lots of fallen before he went and took out lots and lots of x that was what he was known for but the Bastion is Saint's weapon as well. That also gets a lot of description, but symmetry. (laughs) How much of symmetry is tied into Saint-14 versus symmetry, the philosophy, symmetry, the... Ulantan. Mm-hmm. That's all I was thinking about. I think symmetry is the Ulantan thing. But, like, that being pulled into the season in particular, granted, it... It was a weapon that was not tied to any of the quests that I remember. Like it was just a weapons quest that dropped. There was not a themed yeah, it was, it was, season it was quest. Season, it was part of the season pass, right? Like, but if you were part of the season pass, like you instantly just got it. That guy was real thirsty for you, Blue. Oh, you emoted on him. Rude. <laughs> Rude. Dude, dude uh, I dodged a I, Sentinel I Titan it. super I, enough and then punch had a I, punch out with a Titan and won. Yes, I emoted on him. 
Flipping yeah, like, knife. I, I, I'll, I'll give you that one. <laughs> I was I'll, I'll so scared. One. I was like, he's uh. going to kill me. <laughs> if, 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 I, if, if I was in this match, I would have been like, yep, yep, I, I'm going to respect that. I'm going to respect that. And then I'm going to do the same to you once I like, Oh, yeah, no, me. I totally, that's totally, turn turnabout's totally fair play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, okay, we should wrap up. Just any final thoughts on the topic of the weapons for this season? Any final theories that we are getting into before we close out? Um, I think I think we I think we did a pretty good job talking about like season nine, especially like there's there's a lot of things that were explained for Saint that that dealt with. Um, a lot of questions that we've had. I mean, Bungie did a really good job with season nine or season of dawn in addressing a lot of open-ended questions that we've had for a very long time concerning Saint and his relationship with various different figures. Um, you know, now that being said, that could possibly be, I, I don't remember off the top of my head, the lore entry for symmetry, but that could mm-hmm. maybe be a nod to that connection that you're talking about. Green is, mm-hmm. you know, Ulantan did technically exist around the same time. So it it could be. I, I and again that's that's me just kind of trying to spitball there because I like I said oh, I don't sure. I don't remember. Did Andal Brask exist around the same time? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yes. Andal was he wasn't Andal he was wasn't, the, not, so at the, not at the time of Saint fourteen. That was to, Well uh, no, he, he was at Tallulah Fairwind was the Vanguard, but right. Andal was probably around. Oh, he just wasn't Tula, a Vanguard Tula mentor. Has, yeah, Tulula has some strong words about Andal. So I mean he right. was definitely around and known. Okay, okay so it was Tulula Saint Andal Cyrus that were the Vanguard of their time, basically. Like, yeah, it was him? it was uh oh gosh, I Saint to Osiris, Tulula Fairwind. Well it was Saint um, yeah, Saint was commander of the, of the uh, Van- yeah, the Titan Vanguard. yeah, he was the Vanguard then, commander, and then he gave that title to Osiris, um, when he stepped okay, down. So, and, okay, so, okay, so we didn't have a warlock Vanguard, like uh, yeah. So they had they had Saint Osiris and Tallulah, um, and then okay. Saint Saint after one day, Saint stepped down because he was doing something. He went on a cru- I think that's when he went on his crusade against the fallen. He passed the title of commander to Osiris. Zavala was put in place, and then um, when Osiris was exiled, the title was shifted to Zavala. And because Osiris was exiled, I'm I'm not sure. I think that was a vote of the consensus that it moved to Zavala. Um, and that's, because and that's when Ikora was also brought in. And then at that time, I'm trying to think, I don't think Tallulah was still Vanguard at that point. I think okay, that was so. also, Tallulah had already died? Because didn't Tallulah die in the Ahamkara Well, all the hunter. Oh. Yeah, well, she had to die before Andal took a charge. Okay. Why are hunters never made Vanguard commander? Just gonna let that question. I'm just gonna let <laughs> no. that question sit no. there for a second. No, go nope. read. Go read Tommy's nope. matchbook, and you will understand why nope. there is not a Vanguard commander that's <laughs> Good a hunter. Lord. <laughs> okay, no, that's great. That's great. 
Uh, oh my gosh okay anyway uh prayer request shout outs uh, I'm gonna shout out uh my uh my friend AJ uh, I don't know if he's still around he, he might have dropped off because it's getting kind of late uh Ryan uh he's uh also been listening uh hey Ryan uh also, my clan, uh, Moon Cowboys, uh, I already shot them out in the last episode, uh, but they're chill. Look, look us up on Bungie, on uh, uh, Moon Cowboys. Uh, we got a Discord server uh, that we use to organize our various activities in. Uh, we don't raid a whole lot, but when we do, it's really fun. We do nightfalls, we do trials, we do all sorts of stuff. Um, and that's really about it. Uh, oh, and I also want to shout out uh, my, my friends in, uh, in a separate uh, group. Uh, Vault. Uh, like, this is all part of the same group uh, that AJ and Ryan are in. Uh, Vault. Uh, Vinyl. Uh, Dice Master. Uh, everyone in, in uh, Haven. Uh, my my Skyper, uh, they, they've nice. been my my rock years and years and years. Cool. And I, I I wouldn't have have anywhere near uh, an internet footing that I have without them. Thank you. Thank yeah. You, thank you. Thank you. All right. So I have two shoutouts. Uh, first and foremost, shout out. To and I totally just blanked on one of them, but the other one I absolutely have at the front of my head. Shout out to sleep. No, shout out to <laughs> introverted tenacity because the the situation and everything, you know, just being an introvert, it already makes it a little easier and steadfast. So be the rock for the um, the extroverted people in your lives. Be that that voice of reason. Uh, it's a thing. Both Blue and I are married to extroverts. Mm-hmm. It's It's been a stressful couple of weeks. So introverted tenacity for the win. And then second shout out actually goes to a bungee dev. Whoever the bungee dev that created the green glasses emotes, thank you for making the green eyed music lover emote. I love you. It is my trials like preview emote. I put on the green sunglasses and even better not just the green sunglasses putting on it has a remove the sunglasses and you do a nice little <laughs> nod to the person in front of you it is amazing nice thank you i am green eyed music lover and i have green sunglasses and i am never taking them off blue i just want to say thank you to current events for teach me that my lifestyle is called quarantine um like i think that was probably that's probably been one of my favorite memes to have come out of this whole debacle situation Mm -hmm. um is i i saw that and i'm like yeah that's that's a hundred percent accurate to to my realization to this entire event 
everyone. But um, no, in you know, just a big shout out to everyone who is who's you know taking the time to to be mindful of what's going on and to be careful and you know stay safe because of those of us who are not able to safely wander around um they they really appreciate it i know i've seen a lot of chatter on twitter and also in some discords that i've i've i lurk in about people who you know are immunosuppressed or are under medication for that it suppresses their immunization systems um you know it's it's those it's those people that we're trying to to help you know when they talk about flattening the curve and stuff like that um so big shout out to everyone who's who's being mindful of that um other than that i really just you know want to say again if you guys need anything from any of us on the focus fire team we are always in our discord server if you want to private message us there or if you feel like you um, are more active on twitter feel free i know i have my private messages open i, I know green yep. does too yep yep okay. you can dm me i'm like i think green does i don't know uh <laughs> But uh, social distancing hipsters, we are absolutely that black flag. We have I, got it. I resent. Now. I resent the term, but Hipster? yeah, I can't. I can't argue with it. Um, just say we were. Just say we were doing it before, dude. It I was, was keeping cool. away from you before it was cool to keep away from you. Okay, so. I mean, all of my strongest friendships are through the internet, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're all imaginary people. Um, I mean. Not wrong. You're all the stores <laughs> on screen. Oh man. Well how's it feel? Okay. So anyways, thank you for your time and until next time remember with wisdom we conquer, stand strong, stand tall, and keep exploring. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our episode archives can be found at www.thelorenetwork.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments and or questions for the team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright.